0: Good morning, Shiloh. Oh, it's a wonderful day to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, the song says, "My God reigns. Oh, our God reigns. Lord, you reign above everything." So we want to pray on this morning that Lord, you just show your way on us. Show your way and let us know you are here because our God reigns. Here we go, y'all. See, my God reigns. My God reigns. God reigns. My God reigns, Lord, you reign above every name. My God reigns, my God reigns. Oh, God reigns, Lord, you reign above every name. Oh, with power and majesty, with power and majesty, command your mouth of I crown your man. Thank you.
1: talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, the church and courage, the church and courage. In our early morning worship, we referenced the fact that Shiloh will soon celebrate its 148th anniversary as a local congregation of Jesus Christ we made mention of the fact that over that span of time, this church has endured some tough times. And we're facing tough times right now. I was reading some startling statistics recently about Baton Rouge and racial equity in comparison to 40 Southern metropolitan areas, we rank poorly. 33rd out of 40 in business management, where African Americans are in positions of management and supervision. 39th out of 40 in household income for African Americans in comparison to whites. 24th in the poverty rate, 31st in educational attainment. While our governor and business leaders continue to seek ways to coax us back out into the world in the hope of rescuing our flagging economy, statistics show that African Americans are dying at more than three and a half times the rate of Caucasian Americans. While whites and blacks use marijuana at comparable rates, African Americans are persecuted at more than 3.6 times the rate of their white counterparts. Surely, these are tough times. As a church, as a local congregation of believers in Jesus and his gospel, it's important that we realize that these tough times are not just social issues. They're not just economic conditions. They're not just cultural conflicts. These are spiritual issues. Paul still speaks to us when he says, our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world. It's against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Prejudice and discrimination are not just social ills. They're social. They're spiritual issues. They are not just issues having to do with civil justice, but they are demonic forces wreaking havoc on our society. And as the church, as those charged by Jesus to draw people from darkness to the marvelous light, we have to have courage if we are to successfully navigate these times and make a positive impact for Christ in this world. In this divisive culture, the attitude of the world toward Jesus and his message is more and more hostile. And we shouldn't be shocked by that because Jesus said it would be this way. He asks the question, does the world hate you? Remember that it hated me first. And then he tells us why the world hates us. If you belonged to the world, it would love you like one of its own. But you don't belong to the world. I've chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. So. If we don't belong to the world, since the world hates us, then the world is not going to help us accomplish our agenda because our agenda is against the world's agenda. But in these tough times, in these difficult times, we need courage to deal with the problems that confront us. And that courage can come from only one place, When we learn how to lean and depend on God. In our text today, God is challenging his servant, Jeremiah, to keep his courage at a tough time in his life. Now, I want you to understand, one of the things that made Jeremiah's situation so frustrating was because his tough time was the result of his devotion to God. Jeremiah didn't suffer tough times because he sinned against God, but he suffered tough times because he did what God told him to do. Jeremiah was a God called priest and prophet. His message from God was one of impending judgment, judgment from which there would be no immediate escape or quick relief. And because his message was unpleasant, The culture held great resentment against Jeremiah. My brothers and sisters, never forget that your devotion to God comes at a price. The greater our commitment, the greater the resentment that the prevailing culture will have toward us. If you take a stand for Jesus, you can expect it to cost you something. Jeremiah was dealing with tough times there was even a plot to take his life and and Jeremiah was so upset about what was happening that he dared to challenge God on the basis of fairness hear what he says to God in this 12th chapter God I want to talk to you I want to ask you about your fairness because I don't think that you're being fair God, why is it that bad people have it so good? Why is it that con artists make it big? You planted them and and they put down roots. They flourish and produce fruit. They talk as if they're old friends with you, but they couldn't care less about you. And then, since he decided that God wasn't being fair. Jeremiah offers to God what he thinks is the right solution to the problem that he's dealing with. God, I want you to make them pay. I want you to make them suffer. I want you to treat them like sheep marked for slaughter. My brothers and sisters, as you're viewing this from wherever you are, let me ask you, have you ever felt like God ain't being fair with you? Have you ever felt like God just wasn't treating you right? Jeremiah was so full of self pity, and and his self pity caused him to challenge God's fairness and what was true of Jeremiah is true of a lot of us today there are a lot of folk today who are full of self-pity because life has not gone like you thought it should go and let me tell you something when you're guided by self-pity self-pity will cause you to think in strange ways self-pity caused jeremiah to think that it was all right to wish death on those who were having an easier time than he was but now i want you to see how god responds to jeremiah he doesn't indulge jeremiah's self-pity instead god tells jeremiah to find his courage in the midst of this tough time jeremiah If you're worn out in a race with men, what makes you think that you can run against horses? If you can't keep your wits during these times of relevant calm, then what are you going to do when trouble breaks loose like the Jordan in a flood? What God was saying to Jeremiah is, don't you give in to self-pity. Straighten your back up. Hold. Your head up. Face your tough times with a resolve that affirms that you will stand on the platform of holiness that I have provided for you. My brothers and sisters, there are some things that we can learn from this response from God. And the first thing that we can learn is that it's never a good idea to challenge. God's fairness somebody is viewing me this morning over live stream and and you're reading this text and what you're saying to yourself is Jeremiah had a point what you're saying is Jeremiah was right what God was allowing to happen wasn't good and you're saying to yourself God there's some stuff happening right now that ain't good it's not right when I try to live for Jesus and my efforts are met with resistance and rejection and resentment. It's not right when the people I try to help are the ones who are plotting my downfall. It's not right that evil people, racist people, selfish people prosper from their deeds while the righteous continue to struggle. Just like Jeremiah, there are people today who are disappointed with God. There are people today who are angry with God. There are people today who are frustrated with God because of how God is running his world well if you're one of those people let me caution you today be careful before you decide that God ain't being fair with you I tell folk here all the time if you really thought about it if you really considered everything the last thing you would want from God is for him to to be fair. Those self-righteous folk who stand on fairness have exaggerated opinions of themselves. I don't know about you, but I don't want God to be fair with me. I know who I am. I know what I have done, and I know what fairness would bring into my life and so I can testify I thank God that he has not been fair with me he has been far better to me than I deserve And so be careful if you're going to challenge God on the basis of fairness and then this word from God reminds us that every experience is preparation for what's up the road. I want you to note God doesn't sugarcoat anything for Jeremiah. He, he tells Jeremiah in so many words, you're complaining about running against men, but this experience is designed to prepare you to run with horses. You're complaining about conditions in open country, but this experience is just to get you ready for having to survive in the wilderness. My brothers and sisters, tough times now are designed to help us deal with tougher times up the road. We need to stop looking for flowery beds of ease. You know, there's a song that our parents and grandparents used to sing, and we need to bring it back, that says, Must I be carried to the skies? on flowery beds of ease while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas and then the songwriter answers his own question and says no I must fight if I would gain increase my courage Lord I'll bear the toil I'll endure the pain supported by thy word I remind you my brothers and sisters this ain't our home we're pilgrims traveling through a foreign land and because this is so we're always going to have to deal with tough times of one sort or another just when you think everything is fine there's another burden waiting for you just when you get used to the sunshine there's going to be some storm clouds just when you get used to people treating you right somebody's going to disappoint you and let you down. And, and and so the question that God is asking of us is, if you're upset now, what you going to do when real trouble comes? What you going to do when your health begins to fail? What you going to do when those that you trusted betray you? What you going to do when your money is all gone? What you going to do when your marriage falls apart? What you going to do when your children disappoint you. Tough times now call for courage to help you get ready for tougher times down the road. And that leads me to my final point this morning, and that is we can keep our courage when we remember that our trust is in God. Our trust is not in the things of this world. We talked this morning about culture. Our trust is not in our culture. It's not in our racial culture. It's not in our geographic culture. It's not even in our denominational culture. Our trust is in God. And if you know where your trust is, then you know that you can make it through because God will be with you. If you flip over to the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, God spoke a word of encouragement through Jeremiah to the people. He said, build houses and settle down in Babylon. Plant gardens and eat what they produce in Babylon. Get married and have sons and daughters in Babylon. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to be married in Babylon. Increase your numbers in Babylon. Don't let the number of your people get smaller. Work for the success of the city that I have sent you to in Babylon. My brothers and sisters, if you're in Christ and you're living in America, can I tell you that you're in Babylon? This world is no friend of the Christian. This world is no friend of those who try to stand up for Jesus Christ. But the word from God for us today is in Babylon. Have courage in Babylon. Take a stand for me in Babylon do what I have called you to do in Babylon love those who hate you in Babylon serve those who are in need of service in Babylon learn how to forgive and learn how to take a stand on my holiness because it's from Babylon Then I'm going to work transformation in your life you can have courage And it doesn't mean that everything is going to go your way. You can have courage. And it doesn't mean that everybody is going to love you all the time. You can have courage even when the winds are turned against you. If you remember that your help does not come from people, your help does not come from groups, but your help comes from the Lord. David said, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. David said he prepares a table for me, right in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. He causes my cup to run over. And so his closing testimony is this. Surely, surely, in spite of Babylon, in spite of the trouble, in spite of the seeming unfairness, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of Of my life, and when this life is over, I will dwell in the Lord's house forever and ever and ever. If the church is to be who God called it to be, then we have to have
0: courage
1: and we have to trust in God. song. using their talents in order to get this worship experience out beyond the walls of our sanctuary into this
0: community, this state, this nation, and indeed around